previously on milkshakes and mimosas. Jason was outraged about ex-cult member high school principals. Andrew unveiled a distaste for Green Day, and Valeska denied being a high school valedictorian. I will never sell you my maple groves, you Bulgarian. Nana and I plan to be buried amongst those trees. Heh, <laughs> we can make that happen. Goodbye, would-be usurper. One and two and three and four. There's murder and intrigue. But the kids of Riverdale are gonna be just fine. Just fine, just, just fine. There's Jughead and Betty. A serial killer serving some jail time. Jail time, jail, jail time. We got milkshakes at Pops and mimosas at Veronica's. Yeah, the kids of Riverdale are gonna solve some crime. Some crime, some, some crime. Cause the kids of Riverdale are gonna still be fine. Maybe damage, damn, damn, damn. Sit right down, you're gonna have a real good time with Team Cheryl. Hello and welcome to another episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas. My name's Andrew and we're talking a fucking insane episode of Riverdale. And I know we say that a lot, but uh, no, this is uh, this is it. This is everything. This is we, We've got discount BTKs. We've got everything, everything. <laughs> uh, a run-of-the-mill episode of Girls. Uh, everything is happening in this episode. Uh, you know, we even got a little bit of uncut gems and I am uh, very glad to... Uh, explore this with a uh, with my cast of uh, loving characters. Uh, you know, it's been seven years since we last recorded a podcast, so it's been a long time, a long time coming. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, we're 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 feeling pretty spry, isn't that right, Valeska? I was not expecting to go first. I am feeling very spry. This episode is bananas, and I cannot wait to dig in. Exactly, exactly. Though this is a this isn't this is a whole new show. This is m- mimosas and milkshakes, so everything's opposite now. Uh, we're also joined by a very special guest, Alex. Hello, Alex. Hey, everybody. Hi, Andrew. I'm uh, so happy to be here. Uh, as you know, I've I stepped away from Riverdale uh, a couple seasons back and uh, decided I was I was fine without it in my life. And figured the time jump forward was the perfect time to jump back in. Hell yeah, hell yeah, and we're uh, we're very happy to have you. Um, and last but least, no, I'm just kidding. Certainly not least, Jason. <laughs> Hello, Jason. Well, no, I mean I think that that's apt. Um, least, both in the sense of having never seen an episode of Riverdale, but also um, pulling my weight on this podcast. You know, um, you're very important. That is not true, but that, uh, you know, I I accept it. I accept your praise. I accept it. You know? Of course, of course. We have to get right in. We have to get right in because we start with... I'm what? super excited for this to be a classic episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas with insane... Because it sounds like this is a super insane episode. So my expectations are sky high for this I mean, episode. we're not going to have any homemade rockets or incest okay. babies or weird doll she twins is, triplets. She, she, is, she is underselling it. This is the best rep episode of Riverdale ever. Whoa, anyway, whoa. so we start, we start with a dramatic speech to the Bulldogs. Archie is speaking to the Bulldogs in a way where you're like, oh man, this is like half half halftime at the the bowl of the super and they're going to take it home, baby. And then all of a sudden they go out and it's not high school at all. It's war. Bah, bah, bah. The high school football area has turned into a high stake battlefield with uh, explosions and 
hallucinations and people dying and you know it's actually they... a really cool mix of like the football field and the soldiers and do the we get fortunate players. son play uh no <laughs> no we uh. did not get for this stuff. also I, I it was single-handedly like yes this is cool that they did this and two this was obviously a budgetary thing right like, i feel like they had to like they're like all right so uh the only place in vancouver that has like a field is a football field so uh we're, we're doing this it so it. works though i loved it do you think they're trying to draw a metaphor there, or just do you think it's cool visual? Oh no, it's definitely it's definitely a metaphor, right? What's the metaphor? Like, being at Riverdale's like being in war. That, is that? I don't know that the epic's highs and lows of football and the epic <laughs> highs and lows of uh, war. They're Getting the your legs thing. blown off at war. Well, well, how it's funny you say that, Jason, because Archie wakes up. Legs in blown off. Yonk, in Yonkers, was it Andrew? At, <laughs> yes, at, it at was. A <laughs> hospital. <laughs> Yes, that scene. Yes, is he Lieutenant Dan in this? Yes, no, he's for Archie's technically Forrest because oh. Archie wakes up um, in Yonkers at a VA hospital, and it's it appears as though the opening of the show was a metaphor slash Archie's dream. Yep. Sorry to jump yep. in there, Andrew. I just I, no, no, I, I, no, I couldn't no, believe Jughead's lay, laying in bed with I no legs. Believe got Jason... your ice cream for you, Lieutenant <laughs> Jughead. I, I, I can't believe playing football. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe Jason said getting your legs blown off because Archie wakes up, is told that he is getting, I don't know if it's a discharge, but they're basically like, you're going to go back and run the ROTC at your old high school. He gets ready to go, and then one of the guys that he saved in the battlefield, who has had his legs blown off, is, is, is in the VA hospital, and they're just joking like, man, Archie's like, man, I wish it was me and not you in that bed, and the guy's like, yeah, me too. And then they laugh about it, and I'm like, that's so fucking dark. It was dark. I couldn't believe it. Was it. Was, it was dark. It was weird. dark. But he's reading a, a, a. Before we get out of here, he is reading a story to this man. This man is like, he, he's pretty much like, he's on his bed, and like. What does he, he read to like, him? He, the Red Badge he, of Courage? Is that. No, no. no. Uh, it's something that uh, Ash Williams. Uh, used to weigh down his hand after he cut it off. A farewell to arms. Arms, yes. <laughs> yes. A farewell to arms to this. Like, dude, I would be. If, if I was in, like, a fucking hospital, like, the last thing I would want to get read to me is farewell to arms. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, That's I'm amazing. missing a leg, dude. I'm missing a leg. <laughs> say- a, we know canonically Archie can't read, so he's probably just making the story up. <laughs> <laughs> He's so reading the, the wishbone version. <laughs> <laughs> so there was this this bear, and he was invisible, and I had to give him a right hook. And I was like, oh, farewell to this arm, bear. And then I just beat him to death. Beautiful. Like, okay. Beautiful. I also love how vague this war is. This is the most vague war of all time. Mm. Because we have, there's like no mention of the enemy at all. Like, even in this flashback, we don't... Like, the closest we get to an enemy is, like, in the flashback ends with Archie having a gun pointed at him by Hiram, who, like, looks like he's out of fucking a ghost in the shell, looks like a fucking out of an anime. So where, where does this... Um... There's no where, there's no who. Oh, you don't there's see, like, There's also no there's... when. The, the no end. why. The uh, <laughs> Although Veronica, not to jump too far ahead, Veronica does at one point mention that they are currently in... 2021 even though the show has jumped ahead by seven years which meant uh, we were watching 2014 like they were living in 2014 and i'm like i mean Damn. everything was anachronistic anyway 
Well, when Archie goes back after leaving the the VA hospital, he takes the bus back to Riverdale, and it is like a 1940s bus. It's like insane. it is like the bus the guy takes in that Twilight Zone episode where he like ends up in that town where he grew up or whatever. Like it's it's like a bus. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like a bus back in time. It's bonkers. It's the most postmodern show on TV. I think that's interesting though, honestly. You know, and I'm not I know I'm not watching it and I'm not absorbing you it the will same after way you guys are. You will after this. Believe me, this episode <laughs> will make you watch it. We'll but lose it, you. But I think this is positing that essentially this is an another um, you know, dimension, right? This is another time and place, not our world, right? I think that that makes this Canonically, yeah, I think I think in we another knew that world. when Glamberge eggs came up, Jason. This is not a fucking. This is not a fucking Well, and and Lacey's instead of Macy's, but it is, <laughs> it is very much. It is the most Archie comics episode of the show I've ever seen, wherein there is some updates to some technology, but the rest of it is so old-fashioned right. and ancient. Like as somebody who lives and breathes Archie comics. It did make me some like sort of happy for the first time in a while of watching this show uh, that it was almost try- even though they did set a year, it was trying to be it's almost like Batman, the animated series where it's like, oh, it's the future. But like everybody wears zoot suits and there's Zeppelins everywhere and everybody drives. Everything's Art Deco. Like yeah, it is. It's much. a weird, cool, anachronistic show as of right now. And I'm really I'm really into that. So. Yeah, and, and that kind of continues because, like, the first thing he does when he gets back to Riverdale is he goes into Pops, and Pops looks exactly like it did before, to which we have the Bonnui is also just open normally now. Because before, like, the Bonnui was, like, an after-hours speakeasy that, like, people didn't go in during the day, but now I guess it's just a bar all the time. Wait, and this so is Pops a bar... is running the Bonnui now? Well, bo- no. Well, it's the White Worm now. Yeah, yeah, it's the white worm again, or it it, yeah, is, it has uh, become the white worm. Well, yeah, because the white worm it did exist in Riverdale. It was like a it was like a, a biker biker bar that was like outside of like it was in the bad part of Riverdale, and then they just were like, eh, we want a classy club, so we just we never went to the white worm again. And I guess it burned down because now they opened a new white worm, yeah. and it was underneath of Pops, and we have. Uh, in what is honestly pretty pretty fascinating is Tony is the lead sing- singer, so she basically owns the club. So her and the Serpents have re-got got back together, and they put all their money together, and they bought the Bonnui. They said that they bought Pops again from Hiram, which didn't make any sense to me because last episode, Veronica gave the rights back to to Pop Tape. <laughs> like, she was like, hey, Pop, here's the lease. So I guess Pop then went, oh, shit, I need money. I guess I gotta sell, sell back to Hiram. Again, 2020 happened, so maybe Pops was having trouble during the pandemic and he had to sell sell the store again. But it was just, it was very weird because it went, last episode went uh, from Veronica to Pops and then Pops lost it again and now Tony owns it all. Um, again, as somebody who's, who's big into the comics, there is not a, a trope overused more other than Archie taking the same, both girls out on the same night there is not a trope they go to more than Pops is going to lose Pop Tate's shop. It is something that is central to at least, like, five major story arcs I can think of for Archie. So the fact that they, like, went back to that well where it's like, oh, uh, you know, Pops Pops had to sell the place again or Pops sold it to us. And then they have the whole, the whole thing the episode sort of hinges on where 
you know, Tony's like, Archie, I'm so glad to see you back. Uh, you know, I, I guess you heard about Pops. And Archie's like, no, I didn't hear about Pops. She's like, that's why I thought you were back. And then and we, we don't know. We don't know is. what it so, is. We assume because this show's so fucking dark, like, oh, Pops got eaten by one of the snakes that they were dancing with on stage. <laughs> yes, because Tony, a pregnant lady, an, a, a showing pregnant woman is dancing in this seductive show surrounded by boa constrictors on the necks of the other dancers while fangs and uh sweet pea sweet and pea sweet pea yeah well. they're up there playing the 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 instruments live for uh for the performance uh the the thing is like it's basically very notable because they don't hide the fact that tony is pregnant and like the actress was was pregnant when she was doing this role good for them and she also like she had also kind of complained um very publicly earlier this summer when like a bunch of the you know when they when they switched around the the characters on Big Mouth and like there was a lot of uh, more talk about people of color on television. She was very vocal about how like Riverdale has basically sidelined her, and yeah. they uh, they clearly kind of uh, listened to that at least in some way because she has uh, already been uh, driven to be a much bigger character this year and like uh, and I guess this mystery of who the father is is just something they're gonna dry out for a bajillion years and it's probably going to be a gargoyle king or maybe fucking edgar ever never came back down from the fucking heaven or whatever and just... question is yes. the baby inside of her eating another baby right now we don't know we don't know um yeah we don't know we don't okay. know because as we all know cheryl did eat her uh, unborn uh, brother in the womb <laughs> we learned that like a hamburger yeah. yes like a like a hamburger like in, a pops hamburger like a good old Pop Tate's hamburger. Um, I'm I'm gonna so, go. Sorry to jump in. I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that uh, the the father is either Cheryl's um, dead brother or or the or the dad or the fake <laughs> uncle. I pieced out before I figured out if the fake uncle was the dad or was the actual uncle. I have a feeling it's it's some sort of blossom mm-hmm. baby. It's a blossom. <laughs> Blossom. So, All three genetically, of the male blossoms you just listed are dead, so, so I think it's only, like, female blossoms no. left. Mm. Well, no, because uh, what were those two kids? Remember? Oh, wait, Fester. Was... Fester's still uh, alive. Cousin but what Fester. about those two kids? Remember they had... T- I just remembered that we completely f- lost Juniper. Remember? What happened to Juniper Dagwood and, and Juniper. Dagwood? Um, what happened to them? Did they die? Because they were two babies in the show for a long time. I mean, you gotta assume disappeared. that they did. Oh my god. Yeah. We just, <laughs> just have to assume <laughs> okay, that those Jake. children are dead. R.I.P. Jagwood and Juniper, but uh yeah, it'll be uh it'll be fascinating. Yeah. And um, maybe twin fetal consumption runs in the Blossom family, you know? Maybe you it's know? genetic. Who knows? Maybe it's genetic. We will get to a curse on the Blossoms, but not just yet because oh. we have to go to bed me. Bed me? Betty. Oh, Betty. Because Betty is um just Clary Starling now. Like legitimately, she's wait, just wait, Clary Star. The 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 opening of her element of the show is literally the opening of Silence of the Lambs. Running through like, the obstacle course. Yeah, running yeah, through okay, the obstacle yeah. course, and it's like it's shot for shot, basically. Yeah, yeah. the basically. same gray sweatsuit, uh, everything. You dolts, yeah. that's called an homage. Okay, keep up. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, sorry yeah. Quentin. sorry mr tarantino um so we then have uh our first riverdale masterpiece theater of the episode um because um we have um you know betty is having a talk with her doctor 
her psychiatrist, and her psychiatrist is literally named Dr. Starling because they really, they really, they weren't sure if we would get it. They really weren't sure. They they weren't sure if uh, if we would get it. I'm in love. Yeah. How are the nightmares, Betty? Are they still keeping you up at night? No, haven't had one in weeks. Good. I'm more than ready to get back to work. You are working, I thought? I've been assigned cold cases, which means I'm filing all day. Betty, you suffered severe trauma. You were, and still are, only a trainee. I caught serial killers in high school, Dr. Starling. Not like the trash bag killer. You'd be surprised. Jason, Jason, if you were to guess, why why would they call it the trash bag killer? I really love the trash bag killer because usually, like, serial killer names are, like, cool. But this is, like, you're a piece of shit. Like, I I love it. You Um, should take the initials and then you can figure out exactly how they uh, came up with this character. Because TBK? this is TBK, yes, baby. It's, they, they call him TBK, and there's no. like TBK everywhere, and I'm like, oh my god, what is it gonna be like, Denise Ayer or whatever, and like that's gonna be the fucking serial killer. Uh, is but TBK they, gonna send in a trash bag to the FBI and they're just they're able to pull <laughs> off his prints from it? Just... Okay, okay, guys, so you guys can't track trash bags, right? Okay, I can just send this trash bag in, and you won't know, right? Uh, yeah, of course not. For anyone listening who doesn't understand that reference, uh, BTK got caught because he sent the fucking police a fucking, <laughs> a fucking disc. And they're like, oh, this disc <laughs> has metadata that just has Dennis Radar. Dennis well, Rader first, fucking first he was it. like, hey, if I send you a disc, can you guys, like, catch me that way? And they're like, no, man. And then he sent it. <laughs> biggest oh dumb fucking history it's amazing it's amazing but yeah so apparently the trash bag killer at one point captured betty and put her in a well a la um you know a la silence of the lambs and like uh, mm-hmm. you don't actually see what happens but she's just like cowering at the end of this uh end of this you know well and then he's shaking a bucket so like i don't know if oh, he Jesus. if he was like if he was like Oh, put the Pops Burgers in the bucket. Like, I don't know. I don't know. What it is. I don't know. Like, put he, the scrunchie in the bucket. He also, uh, leaning into the Ed Gein Texas chainsaw part of it, he was wielding a chainsaw because that's what he does. Kills people, dis, uh, like, cuts off all their limbs with a chainsaw, and then puts the parts into garbage, into trash bags, sorry. Uh, uh-huh. Which is, is, I guess, why they call him the trash bag killer. Because Betty. Although telling the uh, psychiatrist that she has not been having nightmares has a nightmare where the TBK tries to cut her up uh, with a chainsaw. Yes. Yeah, so, so we see. So is he like masked? Is we he... only see him. He's wearing trash bags. Yeah, he's like, he's, <laughs> his, he's he's wearing an outfit of trash. Like he's he's wearing a suit of trash bags. So we can only assume Oscar the Grouch is the killer. <laughs> It's my territory now. <laughs> the whole world became my trash can. What? The whole them. world's a trash can? <laughs> Just filling no. it up. I hope that's no um, fucking lie that shows up. I'm sure. But before we really get into that nightmare, there's this meeting where we get introduced to a new boss of hers, which is just like a guy she's kind of dating, kind of, kind she's of. She's dating not. her boss. Yeah, he's well. He she's still a trainee, mind you. So I don't know what his role in the FBI is. Um, not 
Not sure. Uh, he's doing something. So he, she says she has to, she gets a call from Archie and she goes, okay, I have to go back to my hometown of Riverdale for a few days. And he goes, okay, you can close down the old field office we had. You remember the one where you ran with your brother who was a serial killer? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's great. Betty is literally <laughs> in therapy for trauma. And this dude just walks around being like, do you remember? Do you remember your brother? He was a serial killer. He was a serial killer. You remember? Like, Fuck you. Fuck you, dude. Mm, wow. She does have a new cat, though, Jason. What's a new cat's name? Mmm. The new cat's name. Mmm. Um, Archie. No, it's uh, it's Toffee. Toffee. Uh, to- Toffee. Well, Toffee because... and Toffee are two different things. What's Toffee? What's... It's Toffee. It's oh, okay. Toffee. I think. I don't know. I don't know words. Words are hard. Everyone has words, but it's you know because remember she had caramel. Yes. So... Yes. Yes. Of course. I mean, yeah. R.I.P. Right. Yeah, exactly. So this is kind of sweet, like sweet, uh, sweet caramel. Sweet, sweet caramel, and uh, my my caramel just joined us uh, I, under I, the blanket. I can't believe Valeska doesn't have um, you know remembrances of of caramel right now. No, no, she hated caramel. Isn't that right? How dare you! First of all, and of course I remember caramel. I'm mm, wearing a caramel, caramel t-shirt right now. No, that's right. T- toffee or caramel? You're asking me to choose between the two cats. Yeah, choose. That's a Sophie's question. choice between choose. toffee and caramel. Right? If I'm holding caramel and toffee over a cliff, which one do you pick? Uh, I push you off the cliff and I grab both of the cats Great. with both my hands. I like Great I kick answer. you while Great grabbing answer. the cats. That's the correct answer. You passed. You're allowed to be in the junior FBI. Oh God, yeah, no. Now she's in the actual FBI, but she's still in training. But apparently, she's still able to take all of this field notes home because we see a look of her apartment, and it literally looks just like what my fucking uh, coffee table looks like when I'm trying to research the King Kong. It's just fucking littered with all these kind of random shit. Um, so she finally goes away, and I'm like, thank God, I hate this guy who's her boyfriend, but the boyfriend dude has to look after Toffee, so if he fucking is bad to the cat, then, uh, you know, fuck him. Now we go to Veronica. Chadwick is the name of Veronica's new man. She's married to a man named Chadwick. Apparently they were both... Um, you know, really good at Wall Street. They were, like, really good at Wall Street. Why, do you want to know how I know she was good at Wall, Wall Street, Jason? She uh, put money on GameStop. <laughs> no, she calls oh. herself the She-Wolf of Wall Street. No, 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 that's what they called her. They called her the She-Wolf of Wall Street. That's, that's what they told her, because apparently they're just like, man, man, I remember it, in that 2021, they all, they're all pulling out the fucking Wolf of Wall Street jokes. Um, apparently they are. But. So are they alluding that she takes a bunch of lewds and fucking goes to jail at the end of this? Who knows? I uh, guess. I don't really know. Quaaludes. Maybe. Quaaludes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for explaining what quaaludes are, Jason. <laughs> I mean, hey. Anyways. Not everyone knows, Andrew. So she's lying and says she's working at Lacey's, which again, um, you know, wow. They really they really worked hard to make that fake name. Uh, but she's actually literally just in the movie Uncut Gems. Like, no joke. She's working at a jewelry store and dealing with, like, rich, like, rich people and trying to sell them jewelry. And the store, I swear to God, could have been the exact same set they used <laughs> for the movie 
uncut gems. Like, there's literally, like, if you look at, like, cameras and stuff like that, like, the, the way that the entire store is set up is mm-hmm. the exact same way that it's set up in the movie. And, like, it's just, uh, it's very remarkable because I'm like, what the fuck? What are you doing here? <laughs> like, what a weird reference to make for Riverdale. Yeah. It is a weird re- Yeah. Yeah, because you're not even going to, I'm assuming you're not even going to go down that road, right? I mean, she's not no, going to be betting on fucking Kevin Garnett to play basketball. You know what I mean? Like, what what are you what are you doing with that? Yeah, I think it's just a weird reference because, you know, she her husband is just like, oh, I found out that you weren't working at Lacey's at all. You were working at this sketchy jewelry store. How dare you lie to me? And she's like, but I love you. And then, and then he goes, the act, but everything's been different since the accident. So then she goes to talk about, goes to watch her mom who is doing an ad for the fucking housewives of River Daily High or whatever. Um, and, uh, there's more Annie Cohen references for Jason, the biggest Annie Cohen fan. Um, and then, uh, she's sitting and talking with Hermione and Hermione goes, the accident. Everything's been different since the accident, the accident. And I'm like, all right, I guess we're not going to find out what that is for like above billion years. But she also tells Veronica to stop outperforming her husband because it threatens him. Outperforming? Meaning what? What does that mean? In terms of like work, in terms of like being better than him at things, which uh, I thought was a very unfeminist message. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, and she uh, and Veronica also don't want no kids. So there you go. No kids. No kids for Ronnie. No kids for Ronnie. That's Alex, fine. Alex, I have a question. Is there anything even remote in any Riverdale timeline where, like, this version of Veronica is even hinted at? Like, this is such a weird version of Veronica. The Veronica... Okay, so when Archie did issue 600 of Archie Comics, that kicked off the Archie Marys timeline. And that was Archie proposes to Veronica... They get married, blah, blah, blah. They they do a couple issues of that. Then they did three issues of Archie Marries Betty. And they spun that if off into a comic called Life with Archie. Right. Where they published that almost like magazine style. And each month, half the issue would be Archie living with Veronica in the city. The other, or in, in Riverdale, helping run Lodge Industries. Um... The other half was Archie and Betty have moved to the city. Archie's trying to make it a musician and Betty's working at like an ad agency or, or something. The Veronica in the, in that future timeline is very much like she's not all about wall street or, or trying to do like high pressure sales and upselling people. She's running lodge industries. So she is more of like this cunning businesswoman who's becoming more like her dad um, because the whole storyline of that is uh, Hiram is trying to buy up a bunch of property in downtown Riverdale so that he can overdevelop it. Um, and he's trying to buy up Pops from under him, but Pops has promised he'd sell the place to Jughead. And then, yeah, like the, the if you want to get into it later, like the, I don't know how much stuff will be touched on here, but that was the first major Archie, uh, like, future timeline they had done they'd always hinted at stuff like betty's diary there'd be issues of that where betty would be like oh like dear diary i wonder what it'd be like if me and archie were married and we had kids and there would be fantasies and stuff like that it would just be like one little 
you know, six pager. But the life with Archie was when they really were like, let's take these characters into the future a bit. But it was, it was, you know, it was like spectacular Spider-Man. It wasn't the main story. Right. No, that, 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 that makes sense. It's just, it just seems like, I don't really understand what they're doing with Veronica in, in this, this scenario, because like, I I like, actually, I like what they're doing with everyone else, uh, including, uh, including Jughead. Um, But Velasco, what do you think of where this version of Veronica is going for Riverdale? I have no idea, but I'm enjoying the ride. Yeah, you you're cool with her just being a high pressure saleswoman. Uh, I'm glad that they're bringing back the back the uh, Glamberge eggs. Yes, that's true. I sorry, Jason. I neglected to mention that, but there is a what? Uh, she is given a oh God. Chadwick gives her a Glamberge egg and tells her that it's a good gift because she can collect it because they come out once a year. Who, and then who, who gave it to her? I'm sorry, Chadwick. Chadwick. Her husband. Oh, okay, okay, Chad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So then she sells it to a customer and quotes Chadwick when pitching it to that customer. <laughs> so she has no heart and she's going to make a lot of money. Mm. And I'm here for it. I also assume that is going to become the uncut gems of it all. Like, I've, I assume that, like, that Glamberjay egg is just going to be all of a sudden just, uh, you know, that, that, that famous basketball player is going to be wearing a Glamberjay tiara or whatever. And that's how he get his. his uh, oh, that's going to ruin their marriage is that what you're saying yeah yeah mm. i mean we got we can hope because chadwick sucks i don't like looking at him so. right and you know veronica good for you right fucking yeah. why are you buying glamberge eggs fucking sell them if a guy was doing that no one would give a fuck you know what i mean they would get be it. cheering him on get it ronnie get it it's 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 interesting because every archie that takes place in the future any story is always about veronica taking over lodge industries so i think that's why they sort of had to do this pivot where it's like veronica likes doing these these things that she can excel at so she was the she wolf of wall street she was selling she was making more money every week she was selling making closing bigger deals than her husband which is why he felt threatened so he sort of was like oh you know you should you should quit go take a job at like Lacey's, which is where she was pretending to work while working at this, you know, diamond place. And I think for her, it's more just like she misses the thrill of being on the, the, you know, the, the, the trading floor. So she's substituting in this high pressure diamond thing, which is this, which by using uncut gems as a thing, as the reference is sort of, I guess, supposed to be about how Veronica's, I don't know, living vicariously through this because Chadwick just wants to have kids he wants her to be the wife and be sort of like her mom and she's sort of like yeah no like i i don't want to do that i i'm interested in in pursuing these other things but just not with you know my dad i'm saying right now chadwick is the trash bag killer you know what sure why not why not we all know how wall street guys are Mm -hmm. Um, so now we're gonna switch to a whole different show right we're gonna switch to an episode of Girls. What? Jason, who do you think who do you think life represents pretty much uh the characters from Girls? Whose life? Yeah, in this show. They oh, they've, be, they've become a Hannah. They become <sighs> a Lena Dunham. Big Dunham Ooh. energy. Hmm, that's very interesting. I mean, I guess we really haven't heard too much from Cheryl, right? No, it's Jughead, bro. It's Jughead. It's Jughead. <laughs> Jughead. Jughead's Hannah. 
Jughead's living. Good for in Jughead. Al- Jughead is living in Alphabet City, New York. <laughs> he is a grimy, disgusting, failed writer. We see a glimpse. Well, of that's his... so that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. He's mm-hmm. he's living in a terrible apartment, and I'm like, wow, this person must suck. And then he must be alone and sad. And then his girlfriend comes out, and his girlfriend is just like, what? There's the deal with this. Like, you we're we're a toxic relationship. Things are going bad. And uh, he just basically like, I I I gotta call my agent. I gotta I gotta meet with my agent. I gotta go meet with my agent. Which brings us to the next piece of Riverdale masterpiece theater. Whatever heat you had coming off your first book long gone. Year ago, you could have had a story published anywhere. But now, you're spoiled goods. Past your sell-by date. I just need more time. Scribner's called. They're threatening to take back their advance. Did you hold them off? They want to see pages. It all comes down to, do you want a career? Or do you want to be a one-hit wonder? It's very weird because, like, I, I kind of love this, but, like, again, I wasn't joking. It's, like, filmed like an episode of Girls, like the way characters talk, the way characters look feels like an episode of Girls to me. It just all feels like that for Jughead's life because he's just like drunk at a bar. He meets this, meets a grad student and then goes home and bangs her. And then he finds out in the morning that they only banged because she wanted him to read her book and then take her book to his agent. Well, it feels like they're trying to, you know, I I mean... To defend Riverdale here a little bit from what you're saying. This is I'm not saying it needs to be defending. I love this. Well, I'm just saying this like, is my I, shit. I'm feeling like they're just setting, you know, we've jumped seven years in the future. We're just trying to get everyone where they are so that we can start the process of bringing them back together. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. And, you know? and in the morning she comes out and she's like wearing Betty's, one of Betty's shirts. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Get Betty's shirt off. You're no Betty. <laughs> Alex, what did you think about the music that led into this lovemaking session? Um, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. What what music was it? It was just like some. It seemed like ska. Like it seemed like it's like. Oh, boo boo doo ba boo ba boo doo ba. We knew oh, ska. Yeah, yeah. Were they playing? Was very... They're playing a real big fish. Is that? No, it was it was almost like like freeform jazz or scat or so. It was uh. just very strange, and it was it it. I kept thinking like, okay, this has to be an homage to something because everything in this episode is an homage, and there's so many movies and shows and plays about failed writers living in New York where I'm like, I don't know exactly what one they're referencing here. Maybe this is a weird reference to that. Mm. Um, like it it could have like easily been Birdman. Like it literally could also like oh. that's like basically like just like a failed artist and just can ram blam bats. Well, based on that, too. um, that makes sense. I mean, based on that amazing, um, you know, uh, reading we just had, um, you know, it is about him being a one-hit wonder, and that's basically what Birdman's about, right? Yeah. That's or true. you're going to recapture your glory days of being an artiste, right? And again, this is like. In the process of seven years, so he wrote a book what two years ago? Like I don't think I don't think that's gonna affect his like 
<laughs> it's been like a few years. <laughs> That's it. seriously. Like you man, know. fucking look at the fucking time between fucking Game of Thrones books, man. <laughs> well, those are few books though, right? You're not. I mean, no, but I, but I, and again, you even find out that the uh, you know, do you have the name of the book, Valeska? Because I feel like you would have you would have definitely written the name of this book and what it was about. Uh, the name of Cora's book or the name of his old book. Oh, we'll get to do both because Cora's book is fucking awful. The name of that. Uh, uh his but... book is The Outcasts. Yeah, The Outcasts. The it Outcasts. Was... Yes, it's uh, it's a reference to The Outsiders. By reference, you mean a ripoff. She also says oh. it's a very sexy book he's written, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's about high schoolers. Outsiders. And... <laughs> it's just sexy outsiders. I love it. I love it. So, wait, wait. You said it's a ripoff. So, he Outsiders exists in this world. Right? Yeah, it's apparently. Not a, That's okay. a surprise. That's a surprise. Because I, I was surprised it wouldn't be like, yeah, so it's a reference to the Insiders by W.S. <laughs> Fields or whatever. S.E. Hinton, who was actually a lady. Do you think Do you think that movie came out? So, do we get the Ralph Macchio film in this world as well? Well, because they do say that he's part of the new Brat Pack. So technically, the Brat Pack does exist in <clears throat> this universe. Didn't the Brat Pack in was it Molly Ringwald part of the Brat Pack? Mm, oh, yes. Holy yes. Shit. And yes. she is she is in Riverdale. <laughs> my yes. brain just melted and fell out so of my does head. Molly Ringwald outside like outside of the character <laughs> exist as well. So what happened in this world and didn't happen? Is my this question. just honestly, um, we're just gonna find out this is part of the MCU and like fucking <laughs> fucking Wanda has just fucking made this. Jesus. Giant oh Jesus, up. fuck, kill me. Um, <laughs> oh my god. So uh, I want to know what happened in this world. No, it's also uh. it's very uh, uh, anachronistic and weird because Jughead lives in this small up or this weird uh, dingy apartment with garbage everywhere, and he has a tube TV. Which again, I, I I kept like Betty falls asleep with a TV on and wakes up and the static is on and I'm like, what universe is this? Like TV static doesn't exist anymore. Like this is a show for kids. They don't know what static is. Like they don't like TVs haven't had real static in years unless you have a tube one. So it was just weird seeing that. Yeah, Jughead has a tube TV and uh like a 1940s. It's like the Lost Weekend or something like. Jughead's got debt collectors after him and they don't explain whether it's like, I'm assuming it's loan sharks. Cause it's like two tough customers as you know, somebody's In... grandma would describe them come to his door and knock looking for Jughead because he owes them money. Oh, I was saying in fairness, Jughead is the person to go out of his way and probably spend more money to get a fucking tube TV in his house. That's, like that's true. It's, it's super hip. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he does have connections to the, the underworld, so it wouldn't surprise me if he borrowed money from some seedy people. But <laughs> just to get that TV. That's how he, yeah, he got it on. He got it on Hawk. Uh, <laughs> but no, he he has um, Cora. Was was her name Cora? He has uh, her answer the door for him when the debt collectors come looking and promises that if she covers for him, he will read her book. And I'm surprised nobody called it a manuscript because. That's the whole thing. Like you read somebody's manuscript, you don't read their novel, but when it's bound and it's just basically held together with, you know, those brads or whatever. But yeah, it was, that's, that's how she gets Jughead to read her novel. And uh, Valeska, what's the name of her novel? Uh, it's called The Rules of Distraction and it's 342 pages long. <laughs> the Rules of Distraction. Yep. 
You know so, that okay, you know the plot of this is gonna be Jughead is having Reuters block. He's gonna steal this lady's manuscript. He's gonna Oh he's gonna, 100%. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna read it and be like, Wow, this is like really good. Wow. Man, this is this is not at all like rules of attraction that I thought this would be. It's entirely right. different, entirely original work. And doesn't and then, Brett Easton Ellis exist in this world? <laughs> well, no. Brett, Brett Weston Wallace Weston does. Wallace oh, oh, excuse me. Exists. Excuse me. <laughs> Which I guess if Brett Weston Wallace exists, maybe Brett Easton Ellis also exists. And maybe They're Brett like is. the Wicked Witches. <laughs> oh my There's God, a yes. Brett Easton and a Brett Weston. <laughs> Brett Rusty Walls has a house land on him. I can't wait for that to happen. I mean, he's already he's dead, dead. So he's, he's got his eyes ki- gouged out last episode. So, um, you know. I, if uh, only we could pour water on Brett Easton Ellis and have him melt. <laughs> I'm melting. I'm melting. How will I write manuscripts when I'm melting? <laughs> How can I write terrible tweets when I'm melting? <laughs> it's just so weird. Like this again. Obviously, like, it's another person where he gets a phone call and he goes off to do his stuff. And it's just, it's very weird because um, it just doesn't, is Alphabet City a real thing? Uh, Jason, uh, do you? I, I had to look it up. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a neighborhood in, yes. uh, in uh, the East Village. Really? In New York City, yes. Yep. Alphabet City has been used in a bunch of things in the past. Um, it's a very much like a. Um, I, I I feel like you hear a lot in like noir stuff, which makes sense for like um, Jughead. You know what I mean? I guess. I guess this is just a fucking weird, weird scenario altogether. Like, yeah, I had to look it up. It, it's in the East Village. It's it's a very hip area. And they call it Alphabet City because it's where Avenue A, B, C, and D are, and they're the only avenues in New York that aren't followed by like a uh, a number or something. Like it's the only place with just like Avenue A, Avenue B, Avenue C, and D. It's so. it's hip now, but it's really been gentrified. Is like the idea right. of Alphabet City. It like once was like edgy and gritty, and has now become a hip place to live. You know? And again, this is Riverdale. We have no idea if any of that, <laughs> like any of oh, the ways yes. that, like, it, that is like, like, who knows? They're fucking, if they went to Times Square, it would probably be like fucking 70s Times Square and you'll see fucking Belial hanging out the fucking road. Jughead's <laughs> uh, driving a fucking taxi around, you know? <laughs> yeah, I oh mean, like, Rent takes place in the East Village. So, like, Rent right. takes place not in Alphabet City, but near there. So, like, as as a point of reference for people, and and with Jason saying about being gentrified, like that's what rent is all about, gentrification. So that well, makes sense. AIDS, that, but... that 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 <laughs> makes sense. Um, Valeska, what what do you think of this this new new writer character that has kind of been introduced uh, for Jughead to steal her manuscript? Um, what do you think of of that character? I mean, I don't really care if we never see her again. To be honest, right. that's fair. That's wow. Fair. Why? What? What about? Like, what? This is Cora, correct? Cora. It is Cora. Is that right? What? What about her? Like, describe her to me. What is? Is she just like a nothing? Is that why you say that? Well, or I mean, like... she called Jughead's book very sexy, so that's already a strike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Although, Do we know? What... We know that the book is literally about Tony and Cheryl. 
Like, because they describe it. So the book is about Tony and Cheryl, so. Oh, then I'm back on board. I love Cora. Because, because, well, because when, uh, when she goes up to, <laughs> to Jughead to try to talk about his book, he's like, oh, it's like this preppy cheerleader who gets together with this gang leader lady from the different side of the tracks. And I'm like, oh, so he just wrote about Tony and Cheryl, which makes it very creepy, actually, if it's a sexy book, because it's yeah. just them, like, fucking lusting over these people from his school. And it's like, hey, Chuck, it. fuck off. Like, that's so creepy. <laughs> Especially when we, when we hop back into where Tony and Cheryl are now. Like, I guarantee one of them read that book and was like, what the fuck? But now I'm getting, like, strong bi vibes from Cora, so I really like the representation there. Mm, yeah. Well, there you go. There you what go. is her book about? Do we know at all? No, we but don't I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll get some mm. line reading. What if his book had just been about all the things he had seen when he was hiding in that fucking sex bunker under the fucking <laughs> bed? The things that... I've seen. <laughs> that was his war movie. <laughs> It was the best of times. It was the <laughs> Just helicopter noises as he's underneath the fucking bed. Oh, God. Terrible. Oh, I should say, with Jason mentioning helicopter noises, uh, I don't mean to jump forward here, but when Andrew was talking about the accident, the accident, and we all assumed it would be something they would reveal later, uh, Veronica, when having a discussion, they do circle back to Veronica at one point, having a discussion with Chadwick, um, and he talks about the accident, which uh, is revealed to have been a helicopter accident that what? happened when Wait. their helicopter went down when they were on the way to Marsha's Vineyard. <laughs> Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I missed this. I thought it was just a car accident because I was just droning out because like I was like I literally was so not interested. We don't know the extent. We don't know if if somebody died in in said accident. <laughs> We don't we don't know exactly what happened, but we know that there was a helicopter. So I wonder what Marsha's vineyard is like. Is that it, maybe that's where they filmed Orca or like a Jaws ripoff? Like I'm I'm so fascinating now. Like what's the history of Jaws in this world? Um, you know, there's, maybe that's where they filmed Psycho Pike, uh, which is a real movie, but that's very Canadian, so probably not. <laughs> Um, I can't believe a fuck it. I hope we see the helicopter accident. I know we won't see the helicopter accident, but if they had a helicopter accident and there's, like, literally no visible damage, like, you know they're going to either, one, there's going to be no damage, or two, there's going to be sexy reveal of damage during sex scene, which is probably what's going to happen. Like, Veronica's got, like, a big scar on her back from, like, a... A blade or something. From a blade? <laughs> she got caught by a helicopter blade. No, I will say, while I'm just looking at my notes, the other things that I took a note of are um, the the places that Betty, when she's talking about TBK and tracking him, sorry to jump back again, but oh, yeah. she uh, when she, she mentions o Odessa, Texas, and uh, Fargo, does she say North Dakota? Yeah, she says Fargo, yeah. North Dakota. Yeah, so Odessa, Texas, uh, I tried to look up and see if there was like, I'm like, oh, is that where like In Cold Blood happened or something? I think it's, um, uh, the only thing I could really find is Odessa is where, I guess, Friday Night Lights takes place. I I, I, I can't a, speak to that. I've, I've never seen the show crime. or the movie. That is a it's crime a great um, show, by the way. Um, is it, is it in Odessa? I don't know. Okay. I don't And then Fargo, I mean, Fargo in the movie is Fargo, Minnesota, right? No, it's Uh, North Dakota. No, is it? It, But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Fargo, it's for Fargo, North Dakota, but you know, it's um, North Dakota's right next to Minnesota, so like a lot of that movie takes place in Minnesota, right? Oh, but, okay, the Twin Cities. I yes, understand. okay, you, you go. So now I okay, um, because I was I'm like okay, because they mentioned these are places where he's they mentioned TBK is a migrating serial killer, so he could be anywhere at any moment. He packs up and leaves. So Odessa, mm. Texas, and Fargo are where. The, very the far away took from place. each other yeah and uh the fact that well it's clearly his mo or whatever but i mean in fargo nobody's really in a a, a trash bag but they there is mention of like you know uh, cut it like uh dis uh, you know cutting somebody's arm off arms and legs off and uh, and then just being put in the wood chipper maybe instead, but oh for the fargo right so maybe he maybe yeah. he's traveling via helicopter Ooh. So he caused the fucking accident. <laughs> the reason Maybe. why he's a trash bag killer is because it's like parts of his body still back on. <laughs> it's Chadwick, I'm telling you. Maybe, oh, maybe it's maybe it's uh, Svensson. What, whatever happened to him? You know, he's got all those spare trash bags. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Or maybe, or maybe Valeska, Andrew's correct, and this is all Jelly Bean. Oh yeah, there you go. Jelly Bean is back, baby. She's causing all these injuries, so they all come back to Riverdale and make it better. Um, so we we then uh, go back to our great uh, white worm styling and having a party there, and uh, we discover some interesting things, like what became of Cheryl and Tony. Uh, Valeska, would you be able to describe this this sequence? Because it's a uh, there's a lot. So we cut to Cheryl painting a picture in a gorgeous room with stained glass windows and a lot of plants. And Tony wants to talk. And Cheryl says it's not a good time because they're in the midst of renovating Thornhill. And she has painting to finish. Um, and then when Tony goes back, we have Hiram and Reggie there. And we have our uh, Riverdale Masterpiece Theater that we opened the episode with. Apparently, Hiram comes by every week asking to buy the maple groves. And this time, Cheryl says she's glad to see Tony and wonders if Tony would do her the honor of letting her paint her. So uh, before we get to what happens there, Jason, um, so Hiram has a new capo. Who is his new capo? And please, for the love of God, don't say someone I have to edit out. <laughs> Why do you have to edit? I think you just edit out everything I say. Reggie. Well, no, if you, <laughs> there you go. Reggie is the capo. Mm. He Reggie is like slipped got his hair slicked back and like his of course that's the... who we were missing still you know what i mean well yeah exactly but the this seems like more in touch with like uh comic book reggie because like tv show reggie has not had any encounters with hiram basically like they've maybe they've come across each other like once or twice but in the comics those two characters a lot more uh you know intertwined because reggie's like rich and always wanted to press uh veronica so there's like that big and forth so like it didn't make sense from a you know from a tv show perspective but uh, alex i, I pray me if I'm wrong but it seemed like that pro like he, if anyone was to be um his capo that would be reggie right oh a hundred percent so in the archie marries betty archie marries veronica um when archie has married Betty and is living in the city Reggie tries to become the right hand man to Mr. Lodge and helps him sneakily buy up all the land in Riverdale so they can try and develop it and blah blah and is lying to Veronica about it whereas in the Archie marries Veronica where they're both working at Lodge Industries together uh, she's more on on Archie's side and sort of like well you know like I love Riverdale I don't want to be 
corrupting stuff, but so like her dad is hiding stuff from her, but Reggie in the comics is always trying to get on Mr. Lodge's good side. So yeah, from the show, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but for the comics, like it a hundred percent, it makes the most sense. And if you, uh, uh, I hate to even mention it, but if we're look, if we're talking about other stuff about Archie in the future, uh, to Riverdale and back again, the whole bomb plot with trying to like blow up pops at the end or whatever is some like isn't Reggie in on the whole bomb plot of them trying to blow up pops? Right, right. Yep. No, yeah. That, so yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. They, that they always piece. write Reggie to be, you know, uh, subservient to Mr. Lodge because he thinks if he can really impress Mr. Lodge, uh, he will get Veronica to uh, convince he will convince Veronica to marry Reggie. And that's all Reggie wants. Exactly. Pretty much. And, but not in the show though. But again, like it does seem like in the show, at least like, so we know Reggie had like an abusive dad. So like, he probably was just like, screw you, dad. I'm going to go get a new abusive dad. Cause like, I'm sure Hiram is not great, but I, at least I guess that it makes sense in that category. And that like, you know, if he had like a, a toxic home upbringing, he's probably going to go over the most toxic and powerful man in town, which is Hiram Lodge at this point. Yeah, it's weird because Reggie's dad in the comics is the head editor of the uh, Riverdale newspaper. Oh, really? That's fascinating. Yeah. We've, never, we've never actually seen him in the show. Like he's he's he's, he's a, a severely underserved character even in the comics. I can think of maybe twice uh, that I can remember seeing Reggie's dad, and yeah, he's he's. Um, they might have had two different careers for him at one point. He might have been like a car salesman or something at one point. But he is. In I want to say in the show he's a car salesman. So I guess okay. maybe that would make sense if he was like yeah. also in the comics at one point. Yeah, I think I think in other established comics he was the head of 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 the the Riverdale Gazette or whatever. Nice, nice. Um, so now we catch back to the the Cheryl and Tony of it all, and um, Jason, I wanna I wanna ask you a question. They reference a Helen Mirren movie in this in, in this discussion and this this movie is is going to be very vital and very important to the arc of uh cheryl blossom this year really this is a recent movie oh it's a helen recent mirren movie is, helen mirren is in it about wow. something that you probably have heard of but you definitely did not see the movie unless you had to for a podcast <laughs> really first of all um, I could have seen anything. You don't know what I've seen. You know what I mean? Well, you probably have oh. seen this, but like you regret it. You you, you regret it. You regret oh man! It. So something recent. So and like, it's like horror. Horror. Oh, something horror. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, is it the Winchester? Is the Sarah Winchester the, movie? Yeah. The, the oh, Winchester okay. Mystery House, because all of a sudden Cheryl Blossom okay. goes and. Word by word explains the plot of the Winchester Mystery House. Again, what? this was a, a this was a big surprise to me because I can't believe they referenced an actual movie in Riverdale. Right? I have not like, I have not seen this movie. Right, either, of so course, right. you no one would um, want to see this movie. I like the story, but apparently the movie wasn't that good. But they they referenced like they referenced the Winchester Mystery House, but then Tony's like, oh, I saw the Helen Mirren movie. Like I don't know what you're talking about. But again. Riverdale doesn't oh, often they do... they reference Helen Mirren? What yeah, is yeah, going so... on in this world? Yeah, well, that's what I was wondering. Uh, Velasca, do you know, Do you recall any, like, 
just outright movie references on the show before this? Like, they always try to make something. Friday the 13th. Oh, right. They do say. That's the only one that comes to mind. They did carry the musical, didn't they? Oh, yeah, so that, that theoretically exists. And they always say, oh, like a Jamie Lee Curtis movie. But like uh, that last, like uh, Jughead said, he's like, why does our life always become a bad Jamie Lee Curtis movie? And, uh, you know. Which is still it, um, false. There's no such thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? of course. But also, like, I have no idea what the fucking first Halloween looks like in fucking Riverdale. You, you know it was fucking the Spock mask and... <laughs> it was a spot. It was a Leonard Nimoy mask. Yeah, it was a Leonard Nimoy mask painted white and, <laughs> and crazy stuff happened. Um, but yeah, so apparently she was like, "Oh, the blossoms are cursed." Even though Tony goes, "Hey, uh, my family is like happy. Where are you gone? And uh, what you've done? And uh, maybe we can get back together." And then she was like, "No, no, I cannot get together with you." I am now in a gothic romance novel, and I can only long and send you paintings. So the painting that she makes for Tony is on display at the White Worm, and when it's on display at the White Worm, uh, Archie is like, hey, I'm surprised she sent you this because you'd think she would paint it for herself, which we find out a very interesting thing now. Wait a minute, Archie's back from the war? Already? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Like, Archie out. came back from the war. He went to the Pops, and then he went down Pops's, uh, to the Pops' basement to see Tony doing the dance. Okay, so he so just he came back. That. He's just he, back? Yeah, and they okay. were all sitting down having some having some drinks and stuff, and then they were talking about what happened with Cheryl and everything like that, which is where the cop thing happened there. Anyways, so um, we get the next vital point of what's going to be the important part of Cheryl's character arc this year is she apparently recreated the painting that she made for Tony. She recreated it perfectly. So her Nana comes in and Nana's like, by the way, Nana's still alive. Thank God. Thank God. She's not wearing her eye patch, but she does still have the misty eye. Um, And so she, she comes in and she's like, oh, wow, this is... This is immaculate. This is an exact replica of the thing that was painted before. I I wonder, Cheryl, you're getting quite talented at this. I wonder if you could, I don't know, copy someone who was more refined and rich, say Rembrandt. And then, uh, you know, that's when all of a sudden, you know, they break into the French themed. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, apparently uh, Cheryl is now going to become, what's that movie? Jellyfish Eyes? Was that that movie where that that lady, uh, oh, no, no, where that man stole all that art from that lady. So I guess it's not, she's a forger. She's forging stuff. She's F for faking it. That's what I'm trying to say. No one has any comments about Did you that. mean Velvet Buzzsaw? No. Or do you mean just Big Eyes? Hey, big eyes. That's what jellyfish I was eyes. That's what I was trying to figure out what the <laughs> fuck so you confused. were talking about. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Yeah. Jellyfish eyes. eyes is a kaiju movie. Oh my so, god! It is a kaiju movie. I was trying to reference. Big Cheryl's eyes. gonna fight Godzilla. <laughs> we're all gonna love it. Uh, and fucking Cheryl's gonna win that fight. By the way. Yeah, no, I know, I know. She would win that fight. She would win that fight. Um. So it it was very strange. It was almost like again. I'm sure it was a reference to to. Like, you know, um, Great Expectations or something strange where it's like this woman, this beautiful woman living in a house with a crazy old lady 
like Great Expectations is about the Victoria and Mrs. Faversham or something like and and Pip being in love with her and granted I only know this because of the South Park episode so it might as well be the wishbone version but again i i can't say too much about it but i think that that's again what they're alluding to like this woman who now is in this big gothic mansion with her crazy old with this crazy old lady and the crazy old lady is making her do things that she doesn't necessarily want to do because you sort of mentioned it andrew but like tony mentions that she is now out to her family and that she'd love to have cheryl around like and Cheryl doesn't seem like she can embrace that because she's still living with Na- Nana Rose. Yeah, and, like, Nana Rose is, like, a good character for the rest of the show. Like, as in, like, a good, like, as a person. So, like, I, I, I something has to be going on because, like, she asks Cheryl to, like, do something and, like, to recreate something. And then Cheryl starts crying and you're kind of like, is that a reference to, like, that she's having to do something she doesn't want to? Or is it just this, this painting was, like, really important to her? It's kind of unclear. But um, I guess maybe that's going to happen. Like, she's Nana Rose is going to become, like, a fucking art dealer and just start, uh, you know, selling stuff to Hiram Lodge, and he's going to put it up in his... Uh, well, we're going to get to... We're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain that to Jason in a second. Um, but, yeah, so that's, that's basically the Cheryl plot of it all. There's not a whole lot of Cheryl in this episode, but it was good. Uh, I liked it. It was, very, it was very interesting. She seems like she's trying to be a more understated character, which is kind of a little disappointing because i we always like when cheryl's like going all all in and all all out but uh it wasn't it wasn't too bad it wasn't too bad but now we need to figure out what is going on with riverdale the town so this is when tony again tony is going to show archie around town and we get some choice information here first off I joked about it before that there was no policemen left but now there's literally only one cop in the city Sheriff Keller is the only cop in the city now. It's it. He's it. He's just sitting there alone. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if there's even an office. Maybe he's just living at Kevin's house. Who knows? Um, uh, well, technically, we find out Kevin and Fangs are living together in an apartment building, so to be fair. Um, but uh, there is only one cop now. The entire town is just completely destroyed. Um, they go through Sketch Alley, which has now literally become Skid Row. They start calling it Skid Row. Um, and every every park is polluted. Everything is, like, looking terrible. You forgot uh, to mention ra- that there are packs of rabid dogs stalking the streets now. Right, right. My apologies. Yes, there, there are packs of rabid dogs hunting the streets of Riverdale. Um, and uh, we figure out that a gang has taken over Archie's old house. Jason, do you remember the ghoulies? Because they back. And uh, the ghoulies are back. Yep, exactly. Welcome back, ghoulies. I the missed ghoul- you. The ghoulies are back. We don't see them, but again, uh, we didn't see anyone try to sit on a toilet. So, you know, who knows? Um, ghoulies too. I was just gonna say the ghoulies came up through the toilet <laughs> to invade Archie's old house <laughs> because I cannot think of the word ghoulies without thinking of a they little green monster coming first. out of a toilet. That's yeah, right. Went that's to what, college they, that's what they... they did in the seven year, <laughs> seven years they went to college. <laughs> I would love if it was literally the Ghoulies puppets <laughs> that were just hanging out. Like you think it's a gang, but no, it's literally just the Ghoulies just hanging out. <laughs> I I, I hope I wish it was the Muppets. <laughs> oh yeah. The the, they just called them the Ghoulies, but they're just the Muppets <laughs> from uh, yeah. the 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 Muppet movie. Or, yeah, the Muppet or movie. Muppet, the Muppets. Or the Muppets. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I love the Muppets. 
They were so good. Yeah, we the Muppets. Um, so yeah, so that is that is interesting. And then we find out why. We find out what's going on. Like they literally they'll do something where they they'll they'll pass a a an old uh you know an old bus stop the same bus stop that we actually last episode we saw Archie leave for war to to go on when he left for war. Um, now apparently there's no more buses. No more buses come to Riverdale. Riverdale's in ruin. The out the 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 street they're on it's called like the Lonely Road or whatever because people die on it. I don't remember. The Lonely Highway. Yes, the Lonely Highway. We find out why. We find out why he's destroying the city because he is he is going to make an overpass to go to a new new city. Riverdale is done. There's a new new city. Jason, what city do you think um, is being started by Hiram Lodge? Hmm. It's bat. It's a dumb name. It's a dumb name. It um, ends in Dale. I'll say it ends stre- in Dale. Streamdale. No, it's Sodale. Sodale. Sodale? Yes. What the so-dale. fuck does that even mean? Like Soho, I guess? Is there a river ho? Is that what the original <laughs> Soho was? And then there's a new Soho? Anyways, it's like, it's literally that plot of like, um, again, like, for whatever Alex, reason, there's it, no context for this at all? I don't think so. From like the comics? Um, no, like in, you know, the, the, the comics has, has Riverdale and has Greendale. I don't recall there ever being a Sodale. I... I, even in the stuff where Mr. Lodge was really ta- trying to take over everything, it was always just still Riverdale. Um, you know, it might have been like Lodgedale or something at one point, just depending on who was writing it. But I don't I don't recall Sodale being a reference to anything in the comics. But I, I might I might be mistaken there. But from what I remember, it's so it's so weird. It's such like a weird plot because the only other time I can think of that plot is like literally psycho because like the whole plot of psycho is that like the Bates motel is like, there's a, there's like a new overpass and no one gets off there anymore. But it just seems like it seems pointless that he would have to destroy Riverdale in order to make this new rich set town like thrive. Because I don't think anyone would really want to live in Riverdale after everything that happened on the TV show Riverdale happened. Like, you had, like, multiple serial killers, drunk drug rings, murder preppies, um, you know, everything. Uh, I just cannot imagine anyone really wants to to come out and actually live in, in, in this version of Riverdale. So I, I don't know why they're doing this. Other than they need something to be like, ah, we gotta stop that overpass. We gotta stop that overpass and make it so that Hiram Lodge is is out of luck again. Um, I also want to note that um, you know they made a big deal last season that like Hiram Lodge had like a disease that was gonna slowly debilitate him and like take him out, and they did kind of make a, a reference last episode that is like, oh, he's punching people now, so he's he's all good. That's how you get over brain trauma. You just punch a bunch. I'm like, oh fuck, thanks. That's that. That's how I get over my stroke. But now he apparently is completely fine. Like he seems fine when they deal with him. He seems like he's just fine and he's being like a gangster and doing some shit. Um, and then uh, Tony and him all kind of go back to to pops, where we find out that Pop Tate is actually retiring. 
So Pop Tate is retiring, which apparently is why everyone had to come back to Riverdale. Um, they kind of made it sound like either Pop was dead or Pop had like a disease or something, but Pop is just retiring. So, okay. Um, and they all get together and then uh, Tony's like, all right, I'll leave you guys to it. And then they're like, no, Tony, sit down. You're part of the part of the gang too. And then some murder happens then the episode, but you know, whatever. Um, apparently that, that someone tries to leave town in the lonely highway and gets murdered. So, you know, you didn't get yeah, the reference it's... for this one. Squeaky. To what? The hit? Oh, squeaky from? You think they're yeah. talking about squeaky? <laughs> no, they're not talking. Sque- you think they're talking squeaky from? Her real name is Nancy? Lynette Fields. Squeaky's real really? name was Lynette. Yeah. Wait, she's going really? to San Francisco. That's really? amazing. That's kind of amazing. Wow. I mean, I should, I should, uh, I should bow to you. I remember um, you're king of the mansion references. Thank you. Um, also like not, I get what they were going for, but like when she is on the highway and she's hitchhiking and the truck pulls over, there is a skeleton, like a life-size skeleton stretched across the grill of the front of the semi with glowing red eyes. And she's like, I'm going to get in this semi, which like also the fact that like, I know it's shot in BC. It does... I, oh, I'm not saying they're yeah. being exploitive, but it is like the Trail of Tears. Like, like when they were saying, thing, like, "Oh, the Lonely right? Highway." Like the Trail yeah. of Tears is a real thing where, like, miss like native and native women and uh, sex workers uh, were like taken and murdered. A lot of them by Robert Picton, and their their deaths were never solved because it's like, oh, you know, they were undesirable people that went disappearing on a stretch of highway. So it is. Yeah, that's a. Bit- it is. But I mean, you know, this is all about serial killers. So like I get it. They're they're establishing this serial killer. So this and he's clearly a truck driver, which is why he seems to be a migrating serial killer. Um, right. And I guess um I guess maybe we saw him in this episode because they do talk about how truckers are at the white worm. So like maybe if you like watch yes, the episode again, you're right. one of them is I completely forgot about that, but you're so right. Yeah, so we probably saw them, um, and uh, we just uh, don't know who it is. Uh, I will be fascinating uh, to see what that that ghost. But because like the literal thing about it is that he's migratory, so you wouldn't think that he would be in Riverdale too long. Like, is this just like a a, a minor stop for the trash bag killer, and we're gonna visit him again when they switch towns? I, I have no idea. Like, I, have, I, have I mean, no you know, there were serial killers that did did stuff on the move so it like in like changed cities and stuff so like it, it right. makes sense and i'm sure they're referencing specific killers um it was a, a super like i knew the the show i'm like oh there's like a minute left in the show and like nothing crazy has happened and then it's like oh yeah squeaky goes to hitchhike and i'm like oh cool something fucking crazy is gonna happen here um i did want to say though i i did double check on on sodale and uh, it was when Hiram and Hermione were talking about uh, building a housing development where the um, drive-in used to be because they wanted to have somewhere for the employees at the prison to live. Oh, this is actually set up in the show? Wow. I completely... Yeah, in like, but like in season two. So like, right. like episode 22 eight or whatever was the last time it was mentioned and we're at episode 80 or whatever now so like it's it's just something that hasn't been mentioned for so long that it just slipped the mind but yes sodale was because they wanted to build it 
um yeah, where Southside High once stood. Right. Okay. So it's so Southside, yeah. so it's Sodale, the south part of, of Riverdale. or Yeah. So. so, again, that's still attached to Riverdale. So, so like, I don't know why they're just, like, yeah. completely fucking over the north side. Like, yeah, this was, like, Shankshaw? Is that what? It's 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 Delta it's Delta City from RoboCop. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, you're right. It's like, oh we're, we're going to build this overpass. We're going to fuck over everybody living in the old area. <laughs> Archie. We're just going to build this new development. Archie, Archie's back for war. Man, this is like oh, totally the setup for like a 70s exploitation movie. Archie oh, 100%. Archie, is Archie is back for war. He's getting the gang back together so he can bust some heads. Is this going to be Rambo? First blow. Oh, my God. oh man. If Sheriff, Cal- if Sheriff Keller tries to drive Archie out of town... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, David David Caruso tries to give Archie a dry shave, then uh, then we'll know that we're in for some first blood stuff. <laughs> and it just ends with like Archie crying and then you know committing suicide, and that's the end of the show. Um, that well, was... yeah, it, if they do the, the the original written ending for uh, first blood, yeah. <laughs> um. So Alex, what what did you think? What did you think hopping back in for this show? Because this is a this is a very wide. It feels like a different show to me. Almost. Like, it's crazy. I gotta say, I have a love-hate relationship with Riverdale because I love that the showrunner is somebody who knows more about Archie Comics than most people alive and that he really digs deep and does so many fun references to, like, deep, deep Archie lore. I love that. But then it is also just, like, this weird blender... Quentin Tarantino, David Lynch mashup thing where it's referencing all these things. uh, And uh, some of it's not even just homage. It's just like, oh, let's just remake that scene. So I don't know. I will say that I tapped out when Archie was in juvie and he was in the underground fight club. (laughs) And then that one dude was seemingly dead. And then I fell asleep and I woke up and there was a bear. And I'm like, man, I thought I was dreaming and I wasn't and like I'm I'm going to tap out for now maybe one day I'll come back to this show but like that's that's exactly where I left it and when I heard the show was jumping forward I'm like maybe this will be a fun place for me to jump back in and I got to say there's some things I'm not going to understand I don't know who the the gargoyle king was I don't know anything that happened in season uh 5 or whatever or whatever happened last season like I don't I don't know but I will say like this was a lot more fun. I had a lot of fun watching this. More fun than I really expected. It is still stupid where my wife walked in. She's like, what happened? I'm like, oh, there's the garbage bag killer. And she's like, that's the dumbest name ever. I'm like, I know, but it's so they can call him TBK, like BTK. And she's like, still, like, why why wouldn't you come up with a better name? I'm like, you have to understand. Like, there's only so much. And she's like, why are you trying to rationalize this insanity to me? And I'm like, I understand where you're coming from. I know I sound like a crazy person describing this to you, but I will say, like, I think I'm going to keep watching. It was more fun than I expected, and I'm curious to see where all these homages are going. Yeah, yeah. It'll welcome be, it'll home, be... Archie. Welcome well, home. Welcome home, Archie. Uh, I, I think they could have done, like, I don't know, KTB, which is like ketamine taco butcher or something. Like, they could have done ketamine? that. Ketamine? Is he... <laughs> I don't know. That's how he murdered. Taco. <laughs> Ketamine taco. Yes. <laughs> yeah. that's a, that's he a, runs a food truck where he gives the women ketamine tacos. Okay. 
to knock them out. Don't give Riverdale then... ideas, please. <laughs> don't give don't give anyone in Hollywood ideas. To be honest, um, true. Fresco, what what did you think of the time jump and uh, and everything that is uh, experienced post the time jump? I thought it was a really smart move. I didn't want to see them all like getting kicked out of their respective colleges and having to go to like Hiram's College Academy of Riverdale idiocy or whatever. So I thought that it worked. I still think a season of Community that is just the season of Riverdale, but it's all the community cast members recast as Riverdale actors and we did it in Dallas. I think that would work. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, you, so, you're, so you're down with, uh, with where it's going, Valeska? I mean, I'll stick around. I'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. I'll stick around. I'll stick around. Jason, Jason, um, are we going to lose you? Are you going to finally watch Riverdale now? No, I'm never going to watch Riverdale. But I do think it's – I'm with Valeska. Um, I do think it's a really smart move to jump 50 years in the future to be at the age that the actors are um, <laughs> in, real, in the real world. Um, I, you know, I, uh, but I also am with her when she said at the beginning that this, I don't think this was that crazy. Like, um, I, there's crazy stuff that happened, but, um, I also he don't think it, be <sighs> yes, I know, but it's not, he didn't fly. He's not an incest baby. Yeah. He didn't yet. eat another baby in the womb. Yet. You yet. know what I mean? <laughs> yet. Yeah. He's going to, what? <laughs> so what you're saying is that, Okay. If the trash bag killer is um, Tony's baby in, from the future who's traveled back to do this. Oh, my then God. He's like Cable. Oh, my he's God. Like he's like Cable. He's going but in a trash bag. Yes, he's like Cable in a trash bag. Yes. He's like, that's the reason why he can't take the trash bag off because he's literally <laughs> Cable. You know what I mean? Uh, you know. It's, it's just Josh Brolin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, unless that's the case, I'm sort of with Valeska. Like, you know, all this stuff that happened is crazy, but it's normal Riverdale craziness. It's not. Um, nobody was shooting themselves to the moon from a rocket to escape a cult, um, right. dressed like you know, um, evil Knievel. You know, um, no. But I mean, I, I'm I'm in to hear about you guys talk about this, so I will continue to not watch it. You know. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. And where can we find you on the internet, Jason? Well, I still have you on the horn. I don't know. No, don't bother. You know? Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Valeska, where can we find you on the internet? I don't want to be found. <laughs> That's right. Alex. Stay anonymous like the trash bag killer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Alex, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, best to find me on Instagram at AJ Patterson, P-A-T-T-E-S-O-N. Should be Patterson, but my great, great, great grandfather was illiterate and forgot the r and nobody ever fixed it so <laughs> wow it's it's Shame. fine when you when you discover the fucking bigfoot and you take the new pattison thing, <laughs> oh be, shit yeah you will just completely it. destroy it all uh thank you for joining us on another uh, crazy episode of riverdale thank you and have a great day goodbye